Welcome to Zichud Dafsi. My name is Ram Goldhar, and today we're Zerkas Ksubas Daf Lamed Alf, the third parak Elon Aros. The Zichud Masechus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rav Chista said, Rav Nochunya Ben Akana agrees, but going of Chelbo Shel Chaver In the case of one who steals his friend's chayov and eats it, the Ischai for stealing the chayov, even though he's chayv cars for eating it. Because he was already high for the theft before he came to the Isser against eating it. The Gemara suggests that Rav Chista disagrees with Rabbi Avin, who said, That one who shoots an arrow in Rishus of Rabin from the beginning of a four-armor stretch until the end of the four-armor stretch, and the arrow tears someone's silk as it travels, is Pater. Because the Akira of the arrow is a prerequisite of its Hanacha. That is, the acts are seen to occur simultaneously, since the Akira inevitably results in the Hanacha. So too the lifting of the Chalav should be seen as a prerequisite of its eating. The grand answer is that the cases are not comparable. In the case of the arrow, it's impossible to have a Hanacha without the Akira, and therefore the Akira is considered the beginning of the act of transferring, whereas in the Chalav case, one could bend down and eat it. Alternatively, in the arrow case, once he shoots the arrow, he cannot bring it back, whereas with the chalev, he can return it after he lifts it up. Point him to Rabbi Vivar Abai challenged Rabbi Avin's ruin from a brice of the taught. Hagonav kis b'shavas chayv, shekvan yishayv b'gneva kodim shiyavodeh yisreskila. One who steals a purse on Shabbos from someone's house and then takes it in Jerusalem to rob him is chayv to pay for the stolen purse, even though he's also chayv for the death penalty for Chil Shabbos, for he has already become chayv for theft before he became chayv for stoning. But if he dragged the purse out, he would be put from payment, since the transgressing of Shabbos and theft happen at once. We see from the first case that he's high for stealing when he picks up the purse. Why not say hakbats or chautzai? The lifting of the purse is a prerequisite for the act of transferring. After the first couple explanations are rejected, the Quran answers that the ton of the Bryce is Benazai, who says, Mahalach ka'omidami, that walking is equivalent to standing. Rashi explains that Benazai holds that each step one takes is an Akira and a Hanacha, so that the last step he took before leaving the house was the Akira, for which he was Chayv Chil Shabbos, not the earlier step he took when he stole the purse. And point with the Gorn analyzes the case where the thief dragged the purse and asks where he dragged it to. If it was to Arushus or Rabim, it would be transgressing Chil Shabbos, but not theft. As Rashi explains, the Kenyan of Mashicha pulling does not take effect in Rishus or Rabim. If he dragged it into Rishuziyachi, he'd be chayyim for theft, but not Chil Shabbos. Ravashi says that the cases where he pulled it into Rishuzarabim and Kagon Shetzeraf Yadolamatel Meshloshiv Akibul, in a case where the thief brought his other hand close to the ground, below the height of three Tfakim, and received the purse in that hand where it came to rest. This is in accordance with Rabbi who holds Yadoshal Admecha Shuvalo, Ka'arba Ha'arba. A person's hand is considered as an area of four by four tefachim. Rashi explains that just like a hand is considered chashu for Hilcho Shabbos as a separate rishus for Hanocha, so to hear with regard to a kinyan, the hand is considered a separate domain, and it is as if the thief lifted his hand three tefachim above the ground. Nigmor brings alternative explanations. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Chista said, Rav Nechunya ben Akana agrees, but Gonav Chelbo shall chaver about In the case of one who steals his friend's chayav and eats it, that he's high for stealing the chayav, even though he's chayav cars for eating it. Because he was already high for the theft before he came to the Isser against eating it.
The Gemara suggests that Rav Chista disagrees with Rabbi Avin, who said, that one who shoots an arrow in Rishus of Rabin from the beginning of a forearm stretch until the end of the forearm stretch, and the arrow tears someone's silk as it travels, is Pater. Because the Akira of the arrow is a prerequisite of its Hanacha. That is, the acts are seen to occur simultaneously, since the Akira inevitably results in the Hanacha. So too the lifting of the Chalav should be seen as a prerequisite of its eating. The grand answer is that the cases are not comparable. In the case of the arrow, it's impossible to have a Hanacha without the Akira, and therefore the Akira is considered the beginning of the act of transferring, whereas in the Chalav case, one could bend down and eat it. Alternatively, in the arrow case, once he shoots the arrow, he cannot bring it back, whereas with the chalev, he can return it after he lifts it up. Pointing to Rabbi Vivar Abai challenged Rabbi Avin's ruin from a brice of the taught. Hagon of Kis B'Shabbos Chayv, Shekvan Yitzchai B'Gneva Kodem Shiyavode Yisra One who steals a purse on Shabbos from someone's house and then takes it in Shushu Rabin is Chayv to pay for the stolen purse, even though he's also Chayv for the death penalty for Chilol Shabbos, for he has already become Chayv for theft before he became Chayv for stoning. But if he dragged the purse out, he would be put from payment, since the transgressing of Shabbos and theft happened at once. We see from the first case that he's high for stealing when he picks up the purse. Why not say Hagbat or Chotzai? The lifting of the purse is a prerequisite for the act of transferring. After the first couple explanations are rejected, the Quran answers that the Tana of the Bryce is Benazai, who says, Mahalach Ka'omedami, that walking is equivalent to standing. Rashi explains that Benazai holds that each step one takes is an Akira and a Hanacha, so that the last step he took before leaving the house was the Akira, for which he was Chayv Chil Shabbos, not the earlier step he took when he stole the purse. And point with the Goran analyzes the case where the thief dragged the purse and asks where he dragged it to. If it was to Arushus or Rabim, it would be transgressing Chil Shabbos, but not theft. As Rashi explains, the Kenyan of Mashicha pulling does not take effect in Rushus or Rabim. If he dragged it into Rishus Yachid, he'd be Chayav for theft, but not Chil Shabbos. Ravashi says that the cases where he pulled it into Rishus Rabim and Kagon should serif Yadolamatul Mishlosh In a case where the thief brought his other hand close to the ground, below the height of three Tfakim, and received the purse in that hand where it came to rest. This is in accordance with Rabbi who holds Yadoshal Admacha Shuvalo, Ka'arba Arba. A person's hand is considered as an area of four by four tfachim. Rashi explains that just like a hand is considered chashiv or hilchos shabbos as a separate rishus for hanacha, so to hear with regard to a kinyan, the hand is considered a separate domain, and it is as if the thief lifted his hand three tfachim above the ground. Nigmor brings alternative explanations. All right, so now we go to our simur dafalam at all, and it's associated with the word law. We use a judge to make it more distinct. So here goes. The judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen chalav while shooting an arrow into Rishus Rabim that tore through a sheet, along with footage of his stealing a purse on Shabbos and taking small steps through Rishus Rabim, while the defendant sat silently keeping his large four-by-four hands low to the ground. Once again, in slow motion. The judge, the judge, that must be more duff, Lamed Olive. The judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen caliph while shooting an arrow into Shuzur Rabim that tore through a sheet, which reminds the more explains that the case of stealing caliph and eating it and shooting an arrow daladamus through a silk are not comparable. In the case of the arrow, it's impossible to have a hanacha without the akira, and therefore the akira is considered the beginning of the act of transferring, whereas in the caliph case, one could bend down and eat it. Alternatively, in the arrow case, once he shoots the arrow, he cannot bring it back, whereas with the caliph, he can return it after he lifts it up.
So the judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen caliph while shooting an heroin to Shuzarabi that tore through a sheet, along with footage of his stealing a purse on Shabbos and taking small steps to Shuzarabi, which reminds us of Bryce taught that one who steals a purse on Shabbos from someone's house and then takes it into Shuzarabi is hired to pay for the stolen purse even though he's also high for the death penalty for Chil Shabbos, for he's already become high for theft before he became high for stoning. We do not say Hagbad Tzorach Hotzahi. The lifting of the purse is a prerequisite for the act of transferring. For the ton of the Brisa is Ben Azah who says, Mahalach Ka'omadami, that walking is equivalent to standing. Rashi explains that Ben Azai holds that each step one takes is an Akira and Hanocha, so that the last step he took before leaving the house was the Akira for which he was Chayef Chil Shabbos, not the earlier step he took when he stole the purse. So the judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen Chayef while shooting an arrow into Shuzarabim that tore through a sheet along with footage of his stealing a purse on Shabbos and taking small steps to Rosh Hashanah while the defendant sat silently, keeping his large 4 by 4 hands low to the ground. Which reminds us, the Gemara clarifies that in the case where the thief dragged the purse, he pulled it into Rosh Hashanah and could go into the Yadagam It's where the thief brought his other hand close to the ground below the height of three Tfakim and received the purse in that hand where it came to rest. This is in accordance with Rabu who holds a person's hand is considered as an area 4 by 4 Tfachim. Rashi explains that just like a hand is considered as a separate Roshos for Hanacha, so too here with regard to a Kenyan. The hand is considered a separate Roshos, and it's as if the thief lifted his hand three Tfachim above the ground. So once again, the judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen Chalev while shooting an arrow into shoes of rubbing that tore through a sheet along with footage of his stealing a purse on Shabbos and taking small steps to Rosh Hashanah, while the defendant sat silently, keeping his large 4 by 4 hands low to the ground. All right, now it's time for 4 Blabat Chazara. Dav Chav Zayn. So the sim Dav Chav Zayn is a kazoo. So here goes. The marauding kazoo-blowing idol worshippers, kazoo, that must be wearing Dav Chav Zayn. The marauding kazoo-blowing idol worshippers who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, which reminds the next mission states, Irshik Vashua Karkom, concerning a city conquered by a siege army, Kokohana Shanim all wives of Kohani within the city are unfit for the husbands, for we fear that they were violated by the soldiers. Gomorrah contrasts this Mishnah with the mission of Odazor that teaches that during wartime, open barrels are permitted, because the marauding troops do not have time to pour libations. This seems to indicate that during war, the soldiers do not have time for other activities. So why then are they suspected of violating the woman? Ramari said, To engage in relations, they have time, but they don't have time to pour libations. So the marauding kazoo-blowing idol worshippers who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels didn't notice the single woman crouching in the small hiding place with her kazoo. Which reminds Rabbi Bar Avin said in the name of Yitzhak Barashian, if there exists in the city one single hiding place, it saves all the wives of Ghanim from the decree of separating from their husbands. We assume they hid there and were not violated. Rabbi Yirmiya asks, What's the halacha if the hiding place can only hold one person? The Gemara rejects the comparison of this case to one where there are two paths, where one was definitely Tameh and the other was Tower, and two people walked down the different paths and then touched Tower of food, saying that in the path case, one of the paths was certainly Tameh, but here, who's to say that any of the women were actually violated? So the marauding, kazoo-blowing idol worshippers, who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, didn't notice a single woman crouching in the small hiding place with her kazoo, but her shivcha looking through the window did.
which reminds us the Mishnah had stated regarding wives of Ghanim in a besieged city. But if they have Adim who testified that they were not violated, even if the witnesses in Evid or Shivcha, they're believed. And we have a question whether that means that also her Shivcha is believed. So the symbol is a strong man. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must mean we're on Davchavches. The strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her, which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce that if one divorces his wife, she should not remarry and live in his neighborhood. Rashi explains that since she recognizes his hints and gestures, she might come to sin with him. The Gemara asks who is displaced by whom in a case where they each owned a home in the courtyard. The Gemara answers that she is displaced, for we learn from a Pasuk, The wandering of a man is a greater hardship than the wandering of a woman. So the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her, for not believing he could remember his father's rebbe's and brother's signatures, which reminds us, the next mission states, And these are trusted to testify during their adulthood regarding what they saw when they were minors, such as the handwriting on the contract is the handwriting of my father or of my rabbi or my brother. The Gemara teaches that it was necessary for the Mishnah to mention all three cases. So the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her for not believing he could remember his father's rabbis and brother's signatures helped his family perform a katsatsa by breaking open a barrel of fruit with his bare hands. Which reminds us it was taught in a Bryce in Namanatino Glomar Laponi and an adult is trusted to testify regarding what he saw as a child that we ate from the katsatsa distributed upon the marriage of the daughter Pony to Pony. It was taught in another Bryce that a katsatsa was done if one of the brothers of a family marries a woman who is unfit for him such as a mamzeris and involves the family breaking a barrel of fruit open in the town square. Davchavtes. So the symbol Davchavtes is a cot. So here goes. The Na'ara sitting on a cot. Cot? That must be more than Daf The Na'ara sitting on a cot counting her kanas money. And please, she was no longer a katana, which reminds us. The opening mission of the third parak states, Eil Na'aros Sheheshan Kanas. These are the Na'aros who are entitled to receive the fine when they're violated. And the mission proceeds to list three groups. The Gemara says that the mission's use of the word Na'ara implies that only she is entitled to the fine. But a katana is not, and says the tana is Rabbi Meir who holds. A katana from the time she's one day old until she grows two saharos, yeshla mecher She is subject to sell by her father, but is not entitled to kanas if she's violated or seduced. And from the time she grows two saharos until she becomes a bogeris, yeshla kanas mecher. She is entitled to the kanas, but is not subject to sale. So, the Na'ara sitting on a cot counting her kanas money, and please she was no longer a katana, chose not to sit next to the kusis and the isakaris on the cots with sheets embroidered with the words Na'ara and Basua three times, which reminds us, among the women the Mishnah listed that received the kanas are Mamzeris, Anasina, Akusis, as well as those prohibited to him, as in isakaris such as his sister, his father's sister, his mother's sister, or his wife's sister. They were asked why these women are eligible for Kanas when the Pasuk says in the Parsha, Isha, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo. She must be a woman that is fit for him to marry, which these women are not. Rishwakish said it's learned from the Torah stating three times, Na'ara, Na'ara, Hanna'ara, and Rapapa says a similar answer, but he uses the three expressions of Basula, Basulos, Habasulos mentioned in the Parsha of the Mafata. So the Na'ara sitting on a cot counting her Kanas money, and please, she was no longer a Katana chose not to sit next to the kusis and the isakaris on the cots with sheets embroidered with the words Na'ara and Basua three times because as a mamzera she was eligible for the kanas even according to the opinion that requires the possibility of being his wife. 
which reminds us, given that the Mishnah states that women who are unfit for marriage receive a kanas, the Gemara states that the Mishnah serves to exclude the opinion of the Tana, the following brides, which taught, isha, and she shall be to him a wife. Shimon Atimni says this teaches the kanas only applies to a isha Havai, a woman who has a possibility of being his wife, which Rashi explains is a woman where Kedushin's toe takes effect. Rabbi Shimon Manasseh says it applies to an isha harui Kaima, a woman who is fit to remain his wife. Rabbi Zerah said the nafkamina between them is a mamzeris and an asina. Da'afalamid. So the simmer da'afalamid is a malamid and we use a rebbe. So here goes. The rebbe, rebbe, that must be more a da'afalamid, malamid. The Rebbe was busy planning his class trip to the jungle, which he claimed would be safe and asun free. Which reminds us, the Gemara notes that our mission, which teaches that the violator must pay a kanas to a woman whose asutoma as an isakaris, is also coming to exclude the opinion of Rabbi Nechunya ben Akanya. For it was taught in a bride's where Rabbi Nechunya ben Akanya would treat Yom Kippur like Shabbos in terms of monetary payments, just as one is machal Shabbos who commits an act at the same time is nischai ben nafshu He's chayv to pay with his life and is pater from payment. So to the same applies if one desecrates Yom Kippur, which is a chi of kar and his chayv of monetary liability at the same time, these only chayv chorus and not payment. Abai says Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana's reason is the word asun, fatality, is said about the death at the hand of man, meaning death by basin, and asun is mentioned with regard to death by heaven. This is a reference to Yaakov telling his sons that he refuses to let Binyamin go to Mitzrayim, lest an asun, a fatality, occurs. So the Rebbe was busy planning his class trip to the jungle, which he claimed would be safe, and not so free. Received piles of notes from parents saying their sons were home with colds and fever after they heard about a previous tour where one person was trampled by an elephant, which reminds us it was taught in a b'raisa, everything is in the hands of heaven except for sicknesses brought on by cold and heat. It was also taught from the day the base of Migdash was destroyed, even though the Sanhedrin ceased, the four types of capital punishment did not, which more clarifies means that the Din Arba Misa the equivalent punishment of the four types of execution has not ceased. For example, one is chayv skila, stoning either falls from a roof or is trampled by a wild beast. So the Rebbe was busy planning his class trip to the jungle, which he claimed would be safe and asun free. Received piles of notes from parents saying their sons were home with colds and fever after they heard about the previous tour where one person was trampled by an elephant and another had truma stuffed down his throat by the natives. Which reminds us, Robert brings an alternative source for Rabbi from the Parsha Moloch, which compares cars to capital punishment. This differs from Abai's Pshat, where the word also includes lesser types of death, such as Mises Bidei Shamayim, death by heaven. The Gemara says a nafka mina between them is azar, that a truma, where the penalty is Mises Bidei Shamayim. According to Abai, he's pater from paying for the truma, but according to Rabbi, he's chayim. When the word questions this case, given that he was already high for stealing it from the moment he picked the truma up before he ate it, the more concludes the case is where his friend thrusts the truma into his throat and the person can get it out with difficulty. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn? And that trampling today by an animal is a form of skila. That's on duff. Lamed. Good. Number two, which of the when a man is believed when he testifies that he remembers from his childhood his father's rebbe's or brother's handwriting? That's on Duff. Chafchas. Good. Number three, which of the one that the Gandav is high for stealing a person dragging in Jerusha's Rabim because he held his other hand low to the ground to take it and hands are considered like a shoes of doll by doll to Fakim? That's on Duff. Lamed Olive. Good. Number four, which stuff do you have a question whether a woman's shivcha can testify that she wasn't violated? That's on Duff. Good. Number five. Which of them are the difference in the cases of stealing Caleb and eating it and shooting an arrow dollar to Amos through a silk? That's on Duff. 
Mamadov. Good number six. Which of the one according to Shimon and Timni, the woman must be fitting to be his wife to receive a kanas, and according to Rebbe Shimon and Manasya, she must be fitting to remain his wife. That's on Daf. Chavtas. Good number seven. Which of the one that Abai brings the word Asun as Rebbe Nechunya's source that one is putter from Tashwim when a chi of Kars is done at the same time? That's on Daf. Lamed. Good number eight. Which of the one that one is Chai for stealing a purse on Shabbos and carrying it out? Because according to Ben Azai, Omen Kmahal Khtami, that's on Dav. Good number nine. Which depth even remembers the Tanu holds that a Na'ara is entitled to Kanas, not a Katana, that's on Dav. Chavtas. Good at number ten. Which depth even that the Nafkamina between Abai and Rav's source for Rav Nechunya Ben Akana is when Azar eats Truma that was shoved in his throat, that's on Dav. Lamed. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.